We're going to head to Australia where our correspondent Brad Foster is standing by. Hi, Brad. Hey, Jesse. How are you going? Oh, pretty good, thanks. How are things for you? Well, it's freezing over here. I'm not sure what it's like in New Zealand, but uh, <laughs> it's just four degrees in Sydney overnight, and we're apparently in for our coldest June day in five years tomorrow. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we've had a really cold June as well. It wouldn't get much slower than four degrees in Sydney, would it? No. Well, minus one apparently out uh, in Richmond, uh, which is in the northwest Sydney last night. I'm, I'm glad I don't live there. And uh, we're staying indoors. Beautiful during the day. Uh, it gets up to mm. 15, 16 degrees and lovely sunny skies. But just overnight, uh, got to get the extra uh, blanket out overnight. Uh, <laughs> Canberra, Canberra's even colder, minus three overnight and only oh. six degrees today. I've been uh, to Canberra for a Super Rugby game, and um, aside from Paris on New Year's Eve, that's about the coldest place I've ever been, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely, and the poor federal politicians are feeling it at the moment. So they're, in, they're there for their last sitting week before the winter break. And yesterday, the Prime Minister did have a win of sorts with the Senate passing legislation that Australians can, Australians can vote on the proposed Indigenous voice to Parliament in oh, a yeah. referendum in October. Now, that uh, voice to Parliament I've mentioned before, it would be an independent advisory body that can advise the Parliament and government about matters that affect the lives of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians. Um, now, that's a win for the PM, and we will all be uh, going to vote uh, probably in the middle of October, uh, but he didn't have it all his own way yesterday. He's been trying to get another bill passed to establish what has been called a Housing Australia Future Fund. This involves the commitment of $10, million, $10 billion sorry, that will be invested and will then apparently provide a funding stream of up to $500 million a year to support new social and affordable housing. Uh, now, the government has been in negotiations with the Greens Party to get this bill through, but uh, as of yesterday, the Greens said they weren't happy with it. They want uh, immediate action, and uh, they're stalling uh, the approval. Um, so who, I, I don't know who'd want to be a politician, especially <laughs> in Canberra. <laughs> yeah. That, has that um, voices to parliament, or the Voice to Parliament issue been a sort of a, a bit of a cultural battle over there, or, or is there a general sense that this is a good, positive thing? Well, a lot of people are coming out and, and uh, saying it's a great thing. The, a lot of football uh, codes, the NRL, the AFL, um, have come out in support of it, oh, yeah. obviously, to get their um, their supporters behind it. Um, but I think we're in for a good three or four months of uh, strong advertising campaigns now. I wish uh, I wish we would just approve it, because I think it's, uh, it's necessary, um, but... Uh, in terms of uh, um, having a, a vote in this way in the past, we don't have a, a strong track record of, of saying... No, that. that's right. Well, both um, both sides come out strong and you end up getting a much closer referendum than you might otherwise have had uh, if <laughs> you just right. held it on day one. Yeah, that certainly happened in the UK on a couple of bigger uh, referendums. And then, oh, there was that other referendum you had about becoming a republic and it seemed like everyone in Australia was keen on that and then you voted it down. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. We, we're we're good at saying things, and then it comes to the crunch, and uh, and uh, we don't like change. I think it's change, Jesse. Yeah, but, yeah. Right. Essentially conservative. Well, what's the Greens' problem? Because uh, it sounds like this is quite an imaginative and large scale initiative on housing. One that I'm sure a lot of New Zealanders uh, hope one of the parties would come up with over here. What are they reluctant about? 
Well, they wanted to um, they wanted the government to support this. They wanted the government to put a freeze on rents to protect renters. Um, now it sounds like a good idea, but I know a few people who have investment properties which they rent out, and and like all mortgage holders over the past couple of years, they've been hit by interest rate rises, which means their mortgage repayments are higher, and they have to put their rents up. Um, yeah, I, I guess um, that's one area that they want to uh, they want the government to, to do more um, on. But um, if it doesn't get uh, passed this week, then nothing's going to happen probably until uh, uh, later in the year. So, um, but a, a week is a long time in politics. So perhaps they will reach an agreement by Friday, Jesse. Okay, a few weeks. So a few Kiwis uh, looking at the school holidays and starting to fantasise about being somewhere warmer. Uh, I presume you've got school holidays coming up as well. You got any plans? Uh, Well, I'm a bit lucky now. My kids are out of school, so I don't have to take holidays during peak periods. But I certainly have a few friends who are are looking into going uh, somewhere. And I'm sure it's the same in New Zealand. The cost of airline tickets is still so much higher than what they were (laughs) uh, pre-COVID. I remember going to uh, uh, Disneyland with the family probably five or six years ago, and the tickets to Los Angeles from Sydney were something like twelve hundred dollars return. Now, now you're lucky if you can find them for anywhere under two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, I think just fewer planes, but higher demand, so it's sort of um, bidding those prices up. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, there was an issue with uh, the cost of um, airline fuel as well, but uh, as you say that. There is talk of uh, increasing flights. Uh, Qantas launched its Qantas Auckland-New York route um, last week, um, and uh, they haven't been to fly into New York for three years. I did hear this uh, flight described as a direct flight, but um, I don't know how that works if they stop in Auckland on the way. Um, <laughs> well, I... direct if you catch it from here, Brad. That's well, that's easy. that's right. That's right. <laughs> They're going up against Air New Zealand because I think Air New Zealand has a few uh, flights a week to um, New York as well. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, you'd, you'd probably prefer to fly Air New Zealand, wouldn't you, Jesse, unless you had to go Qantas? Well, I guess um, any sort of competition in the sector is going to be good for ticket prices. Um, yeah. So you, you're not going to go overseas then? I don't think so. I'm, I'm heading to Brisbane next week. That's for work, but I might be able to find a little bit of uh, downtime and that ticket cost $540 return in the old days that would have been probably under $300 and I probably could have found uh, one even cheaper than that Um, my eldest son's going to Bali in July um, but he lives at home and doesn't pay uh, board or rent so uh, I'm going to have to have a chat to my wife about that because uh, I'd like to be going to Bali too yeah wouldn't that be good Okay, anything else happening in Australia that we need to know about? Well, I mentioned probably last year the Karen's Diners restaurants that were opening in Australia where the wait staff are purposely rude to you. Oh, we've got um, one in Auckland. Have you? Okay, well, I hope it's not uh, owned by the same company that runs the ones in Australia because they've gone into receivership. And no, it is. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure, well, I'm pretty sure it is anyway. Yeah, it didn't get great reviews when it... Um, when it arrived here. I don't think it's still going in New Zealand. Could be wrong. Haven't heard anything about it recently. Yeah, I was thinking it would be one of those places you'd probably go to once and then you wouldn't go, you know, once a month or once every six months. But, um, yeah. Um, Now, the second state of origin between Queensland and New South Wales is on Wednesday night in Queensland. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you have any tips, Jesse. I will be going for Queensland, of course. If they win, they win the series. Um, and uh, New South Wales will find it very hard to uh, win in uh, Queensland. They don't have a good uh, track record. Yeah, I saw they were, they were favoured. I'm just betting on whoever you're betting on, Brad, so um, no, I'm, I'm not going to give you tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and some exciting family news. My younger son graduates from the New South Wales Police Academy this Friday. Oh, gosh. Um, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. We, he has an attestation parade in Goulburn. He's it's been eight months of training. And uh, Goulburn is about an hour from Canberra, and the uh, the parade starts about 9 o'clock in the morning. So I will be uh, wearing beanie, scarf, gloves, and uh, whatever else I can find. <laughs> Good so does, the, um, does the younger son need to have a chat about the older son, a chat to him about knuckling down and, you know, not spending all his money on trips to Bali? Well, the older son's been a policeman for four years. Oh, so, gosh, uh, you got two policemen in the family. I do, and my wife works in the Supreme Court, so uh, I'm uh, I'm surrounded by uh, very civic-minded people. <laughs> Good stuff. Brad, lovely to have you on as always. Thanks so much. Okay, Jesse. Brad Foster, our Australian correspondent.